So at this moment, I'm in quarantine. That means I'm isolated. I'm in limbo. That means I can't go out anywhere. I'm in lockdown mode. And I'm in upstate New York, and I'm sure that no matter where you are, anywhere in the country, you're in the same situation. And if you're listening to this, that means that you have a dog with you. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about how it affects you, how it affects your dog, and let's do it now. Welcome to Don't Throw Out the Dog, a podcast to dive into the behaviors of your dog to help you understand what they mean, how they're feeling, and what they're trying to say. It's education and knowledge for a closer connection, bringing your best friend even closer. Now your host, Armando Morales. Hey everyone, welcome back. Or maybe I should welcome myself back because I've taken a long hiatus. I took some time off. Yes, I know. I, I, I know. I know. I don't even want to get into this. This is a, a conversation that's just going to be a little too lengthy. I recognize that in past episodes, I told you that I was going to try to stick to a routine of sorts. But you know what? It didn't pan out. And I've got very valid reasons why it didn't pan out. And I'm sorry. I'm a one-man army. I run a business that involves dogs. And that is that means that it's... Uh, it's labor-intensive, that means you're always on your feet, and that means that when it's time for me to sit down and record a podcast, I am dead tired, and all I want to do is sleep. So I haven't been able to do it, but you know what's going on right now? The coronavirus, that's what's going on right now, and you know what that means? As I said in the intro, we're in lockdown mode. I'm quarantined, and that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm entirely quarantined. It's not like we can't go out, or at least at this stage. Who knows when you're listening to this? Maybe things have gotten a little stricter, a little more confined. But right now, uh, I can still go out, and I still do. I still run a few chores and errands here and there. I am actually still seeing clients outdoors, uh, in their houses, rather, as well. But um, it, it's it's limited. It's limited. I don't go out as much. My The gym has been closed down. They're just uh, non-essential businesses are closed, so just necessary stuff like grocery stores. I've, I need to go to the bank. I don't even know the bank is open. So... Um, it's uh, yeah, this is a big thing, and it's hit us uh, all. It seemingly all of a sudden, even though it's been a few weeks and perhaps even months in, in in play in other parts of the world, but it seems like it was a a rapid escalation here in this country, and with that comes rapid changes to our life and to our routine. And do not uh, think that it does not affect uh, your dog, okay? Because let's talk about dogs. This is a podcast for dogs. Let's move away from uh, my negligence with the podcast and not being consistent with it. Although I'm going to try and be consistent now, okay? Don't hold me to that, though. But I will. Uh, and uh, let's talk about how this affects our dogs. Because, you know, I made a, a little video uh, that I posted on Facebook and uh, Instagram just a few days ago. And it went something like this. is like, right now, in this moment, everything is kind of... Uh, unpredictable and that is it's creating a lot of stress in us is what i said it's creating a lot of stress it's creating a lot of anxiety everything has just come upon us suddenly and there's an air of unpredictability meaning that we just don't know how, how it's going to pan out we don't know how it's going to play out within the next few days or weeks or months there's so much different talk all over the place tv and and and, and print uh telling us uh, possible scenarios but no one really knows uh, the, the there's i uh, I'm stuttering now because I'm I'm so conflicted in terms of what what direction to go in. But there was this um, I forgot the guy's name, Doctor Fucci Fuccio, something like that. He's uh, the head of the uh, 
the the national uh, he's he's I think the country's top virus and infection expert of some kind. And I, I've seen this guy all over the news, and he sounds like, of course, he's incredibly knowledgeable. And um, he even he doesn't know how it's going to pan out. He he he's, he also gives possible scenarios, but he keeps stressing, I don't know how this is going to play out. Because everybody tr- tries to, to point him or, or pinpoint him down to a specific play. Uh, like, how, what are we going to do? What do we do next? Like He's like consistent with this message. Like, I don't know how this is going to look. But these are the things that we can do to avoid uh, possible, again, uh, to mitigate the problem and to avoid escalation of it. So anyway, my point is that what I said in the video is that all of that unpredictability creates a, a fair amount of stress and uh, uneasiness within us, right? And we know that that's exactly why, because the the uncertainty of it, again. So now, for a second, imagine that you are a dog, or imagine that you are your own dog, especially if you're an owner, or whatever you want to call yourself, a pet parent of one of those dogs who's dealing with some kind of insecurity, fear-based issues, right? Dog who you feel is a little anxious, Um, a little low in confidence. Imagine you're that dog. And what happens with many of these dogs, in my experience, is the fearful ones, the the fear-reactive dogs, the dogs who have sometimes anxiety, and then you have other dogs, again, because I've mentioned in the past that this runs on a spectrum, then you have other dogs who just are in a continual state of anxiety and stress, right? Everything, everything is just incredibly stressful to them. You can drop a spoon and they freak out. So imagine that you are that dog and consider the situation that you're in now. And I want to tell you that your dog essentially lives in that state. If you've got one of those dogs, that dog lives in that state in a chronic way, continual, ongoing, everyday, rest of my life kind of stress and anxiety. And no different than it than it affects us and no the, the reason is not much different. In other words, it is almost always because the dog feels like there's a sense of unpredictability about life. Okay, The dog has kind of resigned himself or herself to the understanding that anything can come out of the blue and harm me or startle me or affect me negatively uh, or threaten me, right? So, and, and a lot of this is unreal. In other words, the dog is more than likely, in most cases, uh, not living in, in realistic terms, and by that I mean that the fear is an imaginary one. It's 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 a it's a condition that the dog has 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 kind of habitualized or or taught himself to exist in on a on a regular again chronic basis with some of these dogs again. So um, so imagine being that dog and you're living in that state all the time because you feel things are unpredictable because you just feel like the, the shoe is going to drop at any moment and you just don't know where it is or where it's going to be and when it's going to happen. And you're living in fear all your life, all your life. Okay. Again, it, does, it, it most of it is imaginary. It's, it's, a, it's a conception that the dog has in his or her head that, that isn't real. It's not, it doesn't translate to the real world. So you and your human mind, you can think, I, I don't know why this dog is so stressed out and anxious all the time. Everything is safe here. Nothing's going to harm him or her. Um, but in the dog's mind, that's not how they feel. That's not how they interpret the world. That's not how they navigate life. Right? So 
my point is that we can take this scenario that we're in, this moment of uncertainty, and how it makes us feel, and really start making a connection to, damn, I now I understand how my dog gets along in life every single day. Now I understand why my dog feels so suddenly stressed uh, at certain times, right, at certain moments. Uh, why I feel like I have to console him or or calm her um, when something out of the blue just happens and she enters this state of of, of anxiety. Um, really, seriously, because it, this is something. This is part of my life. Like I, I, I am always. In, in explanation mode. I'm always trying to explain to someone, listen, this is why your dog is behaving as defensively as he is. Um, he is perceiving a threat that isn't really there. He is perceiving uh, a world that is kind of, um, again, threatening, uh, scary, right? Um, um, uh, unpredictable. And um, when that happens, um, you just get yourself into that state of mind all the time. And look, it's not like this doesn't happen to humans all the time. It happens. There are many, many people who deal with a lot of stress and anxiety. And again, it's it's perception, right? They're, they're perceiving of a certain thing that never really uh, unfolds and never really plays out. Uh, and we all go through the same moments in time also we all have our moments when we kind of stress out or freak out in some mild way or not over something that doesn't really ever happen right whether it's stress issues or relationship issues or work issues or something like that right never really plays out as they say our fears are are are, are more uh, harmful than the actual reality of what happens in life in some some moments but the point is that if you can understand why you are feeling right now right in the moment that you are, in the in, in the way that you are, the little stress and the anxiety, the uncertainty, the unpredictability, then again, uh, imagine that you're a dog and that is exactly how your dog is feeling. That's how, exactly how your dog is feeling at all times. And my point just a moment earlier is that this is this is me explaining every single time to people, trying to educate them. This is why your dog is reacting the way that he does. This is why he's shaking. This is why he feels good and comfortable in that corner. This is why he doesn't feel comfortable in the presence of that person. This is why he doesn't like that environment um, because he perceives a, a threat. He perceives some kind of danger. Um, and this is uh, important for you to understand so that you can see it in relation to what's really happening. Now, more so than this is that right now, in these moments, in these given times, you understand why we are in the situation that we are, right? You understand why we're quarantined. You understand, you can make sense to a certain extent why you're feeling fearful and anxious and a little nervous and a little comfortable. You don't know how things are going to play out. How is this going to affect my job, the economy, the, my children, whatever, right? But you can try to rationalize it. You can try to make sense out of it. And you can gather information. We gather we gather data. So you, you read the paper or you turn on TV and, and you listen to whatever mumbo-jumbo crap they, they give you about what's going on. Uh, but the point is that you can get information and you can process that information and you can kind of rationalize what is going on. You can still deal with stress, but that stress will make sense to you. Now, for a dog, they can't. They don't have the ability to conceptualize of the problem in the same way that you and I do. And that means that they, they really can't make sense of it, right? They can't rationalize it. They can't address it from a logical standpoint. So they can't make sense out of it. 
And that just makes things worse. This is why some dogs are just, who get into this state, some of these dogs, as I said earlier, I just I described it as, as almost like a chronic kind of stress or anxiety. This is why they're in that state all the time, all the time, all the time. They can't make sense out of it. So it's a perpetual loop all the time. And they, and they just get into this headspace where just the entire world is one big horror movie. They just feel like things are just going to go bad at any moment. And they live with a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. And they learn to navigate their world with that stress, not with exploration, not with um, not with a healthy dose of uh, uh, of, of curiosity, uh, they learn to deal uh, and cope and with only with their stress. This is why you see a lot of reactivity. Uh, reactive dogs are not the kind of dogs who decide, okay, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to give off some proper social cues. Um, all things that I can do if I feel a little stressed or they feel a little uncomfortable or a little unsure about that other dog or that other person. Um, so I'm just going to take a step back just to see how what kind of signals I get from the other side. That's a healthy state of mind in a dog. And you see this often in dogs who engage in play. But the unhealthy state of mind is the reactive one. That dog has learned to go from zero to 60 in a second to get really reactive and defensive instantly because he is following through on what life is throwing at him just based on his emotional state. It's all emotions. It's all emotions. And it's a, it's a loop that plays out in everything. The dog basically learns to just give in to these issues from that emotional state. And it's not a good emotion. It's not a happy, excitement kind of emotion. It's a fearful kind of emotion. It's a you're threatening me kind of emotion, uh, kind of fear. And that you know, just like a human, if you feel threatened, how are you going to act? <laughs> defensively, right? Whatever that means. Whatever that means to you, defensively. Whether you pick up a gun or a knife or yell or threaten, it's defensively. So it comes from a place of anxiety and insecurity and fear. So this is your dog because he can't make sense of it. He can't use his logical mind or his, you know, ability to rationalize and think through the problem. He can't gather data that will help him through this process. So, you know what helps them? Guidance, information from you, information from um, a human. And I've said this uh, many times in the past, the more insecure and fearful and nervous and anxious a dog is, the more that dog needs guidance. He needs instruction. He needs a little clarity. Not a little, actually, I'll take that back. He needs a lot of clarity in his life or her life. Um, he needs someone to, uh, to help him make sense of the world. This is why it's important that those kind of dogs have strong leaders. Some people get confused when I say strong leaders. They think like I'm thinking, like I'm talking about like, a, you know, General Patton type leader. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. I mean, emotionally and mentally strong, not like out externally, physically tough. I don't, I mean, that can come in handy sometimes, but you don't need to be a big, you know, 250 pound bodybuilder to be tough. You can be a small little 80-pound person and you can be tough. You can be tough-minded. You can be stronger than that big 250-pound guy. And sometimes that's what the dogs need because left to their own devices, uh, it's I've seen it repeatedly over and over time, dogs who deal with these kind of issues, left to their own devices, they spiral out of control. So what does all of this have to do with the coronavirus? Well, again, just for you to transpose your, your current state of mind and think about how that affects the dog, okay? So if you're dealing with a dog with insecurity, then 
you always want to start addressing it with an, uh, uh, from a place of understanding. It's my belief that you can't deal with any problem. You can't resolve any issue in life unless you really, really understand exactly what's at the core of it. And if you've got one of those anxious and secure dogs, fearful dogs, this is what's at the core of it. It's that sense of unpredictability. And you may be seeing this play out right now. So how may you maybe how may you be seeing this play out? Well, you know, your your change, a change in your schedule, a change in routine for you is probably creating a little stress, but it can certainly create a lot of stress for a dog too. Dogs thrive heavily on routine. So do we. Why? Because again, routine means predictability. Predictability means safety. So you start shifting around the the routine that kind of opens them up to a little unpredictability, uncertainty. And that can make uh, an already fearful or anxious and insecure dog feel like, you know what, I'm not so comfortable anymore. Uh, I'm feeling a little kind of off. This isn't right. And that change can be anything. It could be a good thing. It doesn't necessarily need to be a bad thing like the coronavirus. It could be a, a baby coming into the house. That's That can be a tremendously big change that can uh, induce and bring about a lot of stress in a dog, a lot of stress and anxiety in a dog. Um, it could be a puppy. Another big, big thing that can throw another dog off will create a lot of stress and make the dog even defensive. It's another puppy. Um, it could be a change in your routine. So if you're accustomed to going off to work um, for a certain period of time, maybe eight hours or so, and your dog is, you know, at home, or I don't know why you would want to keep your dog at home locked up for eight or ten hours, but still, my point is maybe your dog is at home, maybe you got, maybe you break up the day with a pet sitter or a dog walker of some kind, maybe your dog, dog goes to daycare, right? Any change to that, depending, again, on the dog, that can create some stress in the dog. The dog's confused. Why, why Why? are we here now all the time? Why am I not going for a walk at this time? Why am I not going to this place where I hang out with the other dogs? Uh, so that can create a little uncertainty. Uh, and it can be a big mixed blessing. The dog may be, uh, I'd say, a little happy. Uh, I hate to use those kind of human words, but the dog may be uh, ple- pleasantly, you know, um, okay, happy that you're home now more than you were in the past. Um, he likes to be in your presence and your dogs are well, well bonded to, to us humans. So, uh, you know, so the chances are the dog is going to get more attention now. So he is getting rewarded, but that doesn't mean that the dog may not feel stressed. Now, again, uh, again, I have to repeat, this runs on a spectrum, you know, this kind of anxiety stuff. That doesn't mean that every single dog is who deals with anxiety is in freak out mode at all times. Some are. Some don't. Some dogs just bounce quickly off the thing. They're very resilient, right? We've had an episode here, a podcast episode about resiliency in dogs. That means that they just bounce back quickly. You throw something at them, life throws something at them, they get hit in some way, you know, not physically, but sometimes physically, sometimes mentally, emotionally, and they bounce back. And others don't. One little incident can, can be almost like traumatizing to them. And it sticks in with them uh, for, for, for a very, very, very long time, and it affects their behaviors. So be mindful that right now you're at home, you, you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, but if you're feeling that your dog's a little off, my dog's is just not, you know, I guess not hanging out with me as much as, as he was, or maybe she's more a little more clingy now than she was in the past, you're feeling, well, my dog's a little clingy now. Maybe she's feeling something. Maybe she's not feeling something. You know, don't your, your, your dog's not a doctor. So she's not feeling anything about the coronavirus, you know. And I laugh because some people are probably jumping to that conclusion. My dog's probably feeling that there's something in the air. This is why my dog's clinging to me all the time. No, chances are your dog's just like 
wondering what's up with the change in routine. And that can create a little stress. What happened? You're never here for this long. Why are you here all the time? And that can create a little stress. So again, it could be like a good, bad thing with the dog. The dog may be pleased that you're home, getting more attention from you, maybe getting more food, maybe more treats, right? Maybe more walks. But also uh, the routine is something that they have to acclimate to. And the reverse is true also. Like when this all ends, and let's hope that it ends soon, and you go back to whatever routine you had, and that routine may mean that you're now out of the house, uh, that sudden change can also be disruptive to the dog, depending on how long this goes for. And again, let's hope it doesn't go on for forever. But let's say, let's say, for example, that it goes on for a few months. That means that you're at home for a few months. And your dog is accustomed to having you home for a few months and whatever routine you establish in that, those few months. Again, maybe you're, you're giving the dog more attention than you're accustomed to or the, that he is accustomed to or she's accustomed to. Maybe you're taking the dog out more often than, than, than you usually take her out. And now suddenly you stop that because you're back at work. Suddenly that stops. Again, depending on the dog, that can start bringing about a little stress and discomfort in the dog. It's uncertainty. You can't have a conversation with the dog. You can't just sit down, you know, over coffee. Hey, hey, listen, Charlie, let me break this down to you because there's going to be a little change in routine. I want you to start getting accustomed to it. It doesn't doesn't work that way. The dog's going to be a little confused. So anticipate that, again, if you're dealing with an anxious dog, the dog may go through a little um, withdrawal there of sorts, right? So be understanding, number one. Be patient, number two with your dog. Uh, Be mindful of the routine that you're establishing. Try to stick to the dog's same routine. I'm not saying that you shouldn't create a new routine. Now that you're home with the dog, you should be certainly taking the dog out more often. You know, if your dog was only getting one one walk uh, a day, if at all, then you should be taking that dog out two, three times. I know I am now. Okay, it doesn't have to be for a long period of time, but just take the dog out. More often, do more things with the dog. Have do some activity, do some training sessions, short little sixty-second, ninety-second intervals of training sessions. Bring out some treats. That's mentally engaging for the dog. It creates, you know, it fosters that great bond that you want with the dog, right? That's all fantastic. But you know what? If your dog is accustomed to being in a crate for like six hours, and you're going to be home for the next two months, I, I really don't. I really hope it doesn't stretch out for two months. But you, you, you get the point. If you're going to be home for two months, it may not be a bad idea to establish a routine where you're continuing to put the dog in the crate for a short period of time. It doesn't have to be six hours, but maybe when you decide you want a little break, put your dog in the crate for like 30 minutes. And maybe you find time to put your dog in the crate for 15 to 30 minutes, two or three times a day. So that you can kind of continue to establish that routine and that when you do go back to work in two months, it's not an abrupt change. Suddenly, I'm no longer home, but you're back in the crate, which can be, again, very stressful to the dog. And you can see how it can be stressful to the dog. I'm sure this makes sense to you because I have an intelligent audience and you're an intelligent dog owner. So try to stick to the routine as much as you can. But engage with them. That's really it. You know, I don't have a whole list of stuff that you're going to be able to do with your dog. It doesn't because it doesn't go any different than it does any other time. Find a way to exercise your dog. If you've got a young dog, for example, Right? These are my tips. If you've got a young dog, for example, um, then you know that that dog need, needs energy uh, uh, release. So find a way of burning off your dog's energy. Right? It, it, maybe your dog is not a very young dog. Maybe your dog is not a puppy, but you have a high-energy breed. Find a way to burn off that energy. 
Maybe you've got a little stressful situation going on for yourself. Again, I'm stressed out. I don't know what's going to happen with with life in the next few weeks. I just don't know. So uh, maybe you're feeling a little stress and the high energy dog that is going up, you know, driving you uh, up the wall because he's climbing the walls. Um, it's not going to work out in your favor. So find a way of burning off your dog's energy. Uh, number one, keep your dog. Number two is keep your dog mentally engaged, right? So find toys that the dog can work with, not the squeaky toys that the dog's just going to destroy and it's not going to. It's going to drive you crazy. Not a ball indoors again that it's going to drive you crazy, but find Kongs, puzzle toys, things that the or or a bone. Isolate your dog in a in a, in a crate. Give your dog a bone. Um, supervise them safely. Keep your dog engaged, right? So that dog isn't on your back twenty four seven. Uh, so healthy separation from you is a good thing. We've talked about this. Um, you you want to foster some independence within your dog. Don't 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 make that dog don't don't ruin that dog now because now you're accustomed to going to to work every single day, uh, and having some separation from your dog. And now you are back home for however long. And now that dog is with you twenty four seven, clingy all the time. You are just like uh, giving that dog affection, affection, affection in overdrive. Don't think that's not going to backfire on you when you have to go back to work. Okay, so so don't do that. Um, so try to stick to a routine. Be patient. Be understanding. And hopefully our talk here has made you uh, kind of clarified in your mind what your dog can possibly be going through, um, especially those anxious and insecure dogs. And um, take your dog out for a walk, okay? But hopefully, again, this will all pass quickly. We will get through this. Um, I wish you all the best. Uh, I wish you safety. And I I know you're going to do well with your dog. All right. So let's go on to the next uh, episode. Uh, Until then, stay safe. Be good. This has been Don't Throw Out the Dog. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to this podcast to be the first to hear new episodes jam-packed with actionable tips and tricks. Small changes you can make that will make an everlasting difference in the life of your dog and your relationship with it. For more exclusive content, follow Armando on Instagram at ArmandoMorales77.